pizza, Paul, Pilates, pyramids, <laughs> percolator. Uh, Great. You sound like a, a podcast host. Okay. Do you have any questions? No. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. Here we go. Oh, hi. You're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all of the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I used to work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat. I'd like to welcome our guest podcast host, comic entertainment personality, and all around good vibe, Brock James. Brock lives in LA by way of Chicago, Illinois, and is the creator and host of Split Check, a podcast where they order the tea, lay down the bill, and split the check. He is a self-described, quote, jack of all trades, master of none, as a result of his extensive job history and his many hats in entertainment. I better know Brock through a mutual friend of ours named Jared, what up Jared, having a birthday party that we both went to, and then connecting over our love for silly TV. We stayed connected on the socials, and now I get to listen to his super fun podcast that said brock what got you into comedy what inspired your podcast why do you think you haven't mastered any of your skill sets yes well, yet first kate i <laughs> want to say thank you so much for having me on i am honored i'm Bless excited you. um i kept seeing your uh you putting out the promo for on twitter and facebook and i'm like what is this girl gonna ask me like <laughs> okay straight I'm up qualified. <laughs> i wanted to okay we are gonna get clear folks uh, uh, for the record because your podcast was so good and i was like okay it's it's also customer service so i want want to be I want to honor that and I'm mm-hmm. like is it a conflict if I ask him blah, blah. so I you were always in the back of my mind and then I was like fuck it I'm gonna ask so you were always in the back of my mind as well Aww. and for me like there's plenty of seats at the table like I don't need to believe me I did not think that my idea for this podcast was something that I only thought of I know other people have experienced um, you know their horror stories in the customer service world and I just wanted to highlight that I just think that's a really fun thing especially because we can everybody can commiserate and everybody has their story and especially like during the pandemic when everybody's kind of like you know like realizing their worth um, that was just something I kind of want to highlight because I at the time I was unemployed I wasn't working I was like oh god damn the thought of having to wait at table right now is literally like (laughs) shoot me please soul crush like, I, let me pick the gun. I don't care what it is. Like, <laughs> I did not want to do it. But this is going to sound so disappointing, but I went back to the service industry. Oh. I just had to. The okay. money was just sounding too good. Okay. I actually tried to, um, I used to work at a hotel in Hollywood con- called Mama Shelter, excuse me. Ooh, we have talked about that on the podcast <laughs> without saying the name because I don't want to get sued. But I just want to make reference to an episode previously mentioned where I said that we were sitting in the subwoofer and nobody cared and it was a terrible experience and I spent $400 on a salad. Do the math. Go ahead, Brock. (laughs) You are not the first person I've heard that from. I do apologize. Like, look, I was a good buy when I was there. I was a good server. Um, I actually tried to go back there and then, like, people are just insane. Like, if you thought they were crazy before, like, these bitches are crazier. I am trying to prove this to everyone because you had posted, like, what's this labor shortage everyone's talking about? And I totally agreed with you because it's harder to work customer service now than ever before it really is i actually i have a whole spreadsheet i've applied to 90 jobs since 90 90 well i will say this i had an interview before you came and the interviewer the girl who interviewed me was like oh my god this is like the best interview i've had like i'm gonna keep you in my pocket i was like cool i have 
two more this week and then one more next week. So, I mean, I'm getting things, but it's just like, I'm looking for things that suit me. I'm like sick of being like, I need to work a job just because I need to have money. Like, I'm sick of doing that. For me, it's like, I'm going to like, getting a job is like going on a date. That's right. Like, it's who's the best suitor? Who's going to give me the final rose? Like, I, (laughs) (laughs) like, it's not about like what they want. It's about what I want. So So, I'm just out here trying to get what I want. Okay. So you're originally from Chicago because we're going to get into the nitty gritty in the next section. Mm -hmm. So you're an original Chicagoan. So gray area. I was actually born in LA. Well, LA County. So I was born in Long Beach and then my family moved to Illinois. So they moved outside of Chicago. And then like in my like later formative years I was like a Chicagoan like running the streets of Boys Town (laughs) or Wrigleyville or wherever the fuck I was at there so yeah um, I love Chicago it's my favorite city in the world is it really it really I mean I haven't been to every city in the world but it's my favorite that you've seen so far yeah so what got you out to LA so you were in Chicago for through all of high school yeah high school college um, and I went to Columbia if anybody has heard of it Columbia College Chicago uh, broadcast journalism and radio Uh, for me I just kind of wanted to get I'm always trying to get out of my comfort zone I'm always trying to try new things um LA was just a little bit to me like me kind of getting back to my roots I have family here and also the entertainment industry is here like I mean everybody's trying to move to LA but I feel like I had you know I have what it takes so and I've been here since 2014 I actually met you Mm -hmm. very soon yeah like Uh pretty much like maybe like a couple months after I moved here um I was freshly new had no job um (laughs) you know it's really funny now that I think about that that particular party I got a job from shut up I worked at I got a job at LA Weekly as a photographer from a girl that was at that same party get out of here yeah she was like you're fun you have a great personality they're looking for people at LA Weekly apply i applied got the job hello <laughs> yeah. how long did you do that um i worked there from 2015 to 2018 oh for like, a minute yeah oh okay okay we're gonna get into that okay so so you come out here because you you want to be in comedy or you want to be in on tv so, what's your um, comedy yes and then i just wanted to be like an entertainment personality think about like uh like ryan seacrest or like ross matthews i wanted to be like an entertainment host okay um, so and i definitely do like comedy shows i actually have a show coming up this sunday it's a trivia show um if you're anybody's into reality television because i love reality especially trash reality television come on that's how we connected come on down <laughs> <laughs> so what is the because this won't air this is going to air in a few weeks so is it a regular this is actually our first uh we're popping our cherry over here this here is our go. first show that we're doing we put it together and because uh me and my friend that are doing it just like we love like flavor of love rock of love um drag race we're like all into it so we're like why don't we just like throw a like a comedy trivia show and just have a good time with it so so you're gonna host it and you're gonna have people do stand up or that you're just no so it's just gonna be us doing the show we're just gonna be asking the questions and then just being silly the whole entire time amazing i love that okay and where is that gonna be uh hotel cafe in hollywood oh hotel cafe is great yeah I didn't know that they did that kind of thing. They, I guess they said that they wanted to branch out of music and comedy. They were just like, we want to try. I mean, this is like a comedy trivia show, but they were like, let's, we're just trying to branch out of other things. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Listeners, for the sound quality, we are in the business center of Brock's ridiculously gorgeous apartment (laughs) building. It's insane. And nobody is ever in here. Nobody's ever in here. Kate, let's just do it in here. Nobody's going to bother us. We'll just be, we'll just have this nice ass room to ourselves. And it's 
perfect. We are on Melrose. So if you hear, you know, traffic in the background, y'all are used to this. We've done this dance before. So just FYI, we're mobile, y'all. Because okay. if you were in our apartment, you'd hear like the homeless people in the back fighting. Which could be interesting, <laughs> to be fair, but confusing. I had a girl come over <laughs> and do like an astrological reading. And as she was doing it on the patio in the back, there was like a homeless bum fight outside. Oh my gosh. And we were like watching it as she's like trying to tell me like how the stars and moon align for me. And then like the one guy was like half naked. So I was like, What's but he had a nice body too. Oh, okay. So I was just like, oh, okay. Like I was trying to see something. <laughs> and she was like, so you're moon in Capricorn. I was like, hush. Like I'm trying to see some dick. <laughs> <laughs> I am deceased. Okay. So you come out here to do the entertainment thing. So you get that job initially, but we'll get into the specifics mm-hmm. of the job stuff. So how did you, what have you done to sort of find your way into entertainment apart from the survival job piece? Like what has actually gotten you in? You know what? Just networking. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe I listened to an episode of your podcast before we did this. Because <laughs> I was you. like, I need to know the flow and how everything goes. And you brought up the background casting. Ugh. I I do not miss it. Girl. Like I do not miss it at all. But no. that was just a tool that I used and had at my disposal to like go and network and talk to producers and like anybody that was just like there on set True. to kind of get my foot in the door. And everything that I've gotten out here in LA has been through a connection. I did a music video for Tableau that a friend was like, "You'd be great. You're cute." get on it do it like hello <laughs> and that's it and i like the next day i was on the set of this tub low music uh, video so that's awesome like, yeah i also i was on a game like rupaul game show no you were not that i also got just from a friend that was like i think you'd be great for this show like try out for it audition got it wait what did you have to do Oh, um, the show was like, um, you had to be like well-versed in something in pop culture. And of course mine's like, I love reality television. Yeah. So I just like named off a bunch of like shows and facts and stuff. And they were like, oh my God, you're great. You're on the show. Like (laughs) everything. Oh, by the way, I, um, 2020, I spent all of 2020 as we're stuck inside auditioning for the circle. It did not make it on, but I like went through the whole entire casting process and they like right at the, I signed the NDA and everything. And they were like you're on standby to fly to the uk i'm so fucking excited you have no idea for them to be like oh sorry we show somebody over you (laughs) this is how it works though you get to the point a friend of mine was just on agt and like they'll film you they'll make you think you are a part of the process and then they just trash a bunch of footage or they'll be like yeah yeah yeah, you're ready but they told you and like 20 other people when they were really only looking for 10 Mm -hmm. they're covering their bases i get it but that joy when you get a small taste you're like here we go folks this oh my god yes the joy of just like the producer hitting me up not even me being like hey like what's going on they'd be like just randomly be like oh we need more of this from you or we need you to send because my mom used to be a ghost hunter and they like loved that they ate that shit up so like yeah growing up we anytime we went on like vacation we would always go to like the haunted houses we did all the haunted tours she was like a part of a group called mid-america ghost hunters that people would hire them to go into like their churches or their, you know, their buildings or whatever they um, needed to like get investigated and they would do it. So I grew up with that stuff. So like the producers like ate that up. I mean, I'm eating that up right now. That's so (laughs) fantastic. Wait, did your mom do that for money or it was just a hobby? It was, um, it started as a hobby, but they would get paid for it. What? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh my God. Were you ever scared? Like, did you ever see some real I shit? I actually never did it. Oh, you didn't? No, it was more her. Like, I know I, I love that stuff because I grew up with it, but I never was like, hey, mom, take me to work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet a ghost. Yeah, I was like in my like early 20s when she was uh, still kind of doing that. Um, and I was like too busy worried about like going to like parties. You're also like, this isn't cute. Yeah. I'm not going to tell people about this. Yeah. Now it's cool. trying to drink. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck these ghosts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get drunk at someone's frat party. Or like. <laughs> Fuck these ghosts is the name. Of, I'm going to figure out a way to make that the name of this episode. I can't even handle it. Okay. So, so you get, so you come out to LA. Did you come out with like any money saved or was it just like you a Hail Mary? What? Yes. Um, I came out with, I think $15,000 saved and a fiance at the time. <gasps> what? Yes. I was yeah. engaged girl. You brought baggage uh, like a I lot. Oh, I, no. I had to like leave that at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> How long into being in LA before you guys broke up? Oh, uh, I mean, we were kind of already having issues like on the ride over. Uh, <laughs> oh my we... God, I can't imagine. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, when, okay, so he actually proposed to me the day we had our going away party in Chicago in front of 150 people. You're 100% having to say yes. You uh, couldn't course, have said no. You know, I like, of course, we're about to move to LA and I'm not about to embarrass you in front of all these people. So I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess. Um, so we moved here and this is like 2014 and we broke up in like 2015, like the summer of 2015. So wait, was he with you at the, at the birthday party? He was not with me, but we were together. You were together at that point. Yeah. So you're getting like through background casting and through all sorts of different just handshakes and like being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Has that led to anything that you were like, holy shit, this is literally only because somebody knew me and thought of me? Like, did you ever have a big experience? Yes. Actually, um, when I was a server at Mama Shelter, I waited on these three guys one time and I didn't think anything of them, honestly. Like they were they were nice and, you know, I was they're a standard table. At the end, one of the guys comes up to me when I'm at the computer, like plugging in my tips. He's like, hey, um, so can I ask you a question? I'm thinking like he's about to ask me on a date. I was like, yeah, sure. What's up? He was like, um, so like, what's your like, what's your deal? Like, what do you do out here? And I was like, oh, I mean, besides serving, like I'm trying to, you know, be in the entertainment industry. And he was like, OK, cool. Like, who's your agent? And I was like, oh, I don't I don't have one now. I'm like still searching for one. Um, he's like, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so I'm actually one of the writers for Insecure. Shut the fuck and up. And I like, he was like, I like your look. I like your vibe. Like message me and like, I'll see what I can do for you and like, see if I can get you on the show. I did message him and he did actually kind of come through. And I was like, I'm a background extra. I did not get a line, but like just the fact that like somebody noticed me from that. Um, that matters though. Amazing. Yeah. Which episode? Where can we see you? It's, a season three episode and I'm in, I don't remember like what like numerical like uh, episode it's in, but um, it's a scene where they're like at a job fair and these kids come in with like these instruments. And I know start, exactly like, what this is. Are you one of the kids with the instruments? No. <laughs> you look young as fuck. A little too tall, a little too hairy for that. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm in the background just going like, yeah. I so love cool. it so, so much. Was, I mean, that was awesome. So What I actually love though is that that sort of speaks to the, what I understand to be the mission of the show, which is like finding people of color and being like, hey, no matter what, we're going to hand select and make sure that this show is like fully representative. I love that. Okay, great. I love that as well, actually. Mm, that's It's a good thing. Okay, so get us up to today. So right now you're, you know, on the job hunt, but you're also back in service. We'll get into that mm-hmm. in a little But Like, where are we with entertainment? What, what is, what's Ooh, going on with Chile. you? We're... <laughs> 
we're not anywhere right now. Girl, I get it. I feel the same way. <laughs> I hate to come on this podcast, but I ain't doing shit. But um, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, things got side railed and I just had to, I was just so sick of unemployment and having to fight with the government over my goddamn money that I paid taxes into. I was so sick of it. So I was like, let me just get a job. So I definitely like I applied and I just out of desperation, I was like, let me in, let me in. <laughs> <laughs> got a job and it's like, an, I'm just not a nine to five personality. Like I've never worked a nine to five in my whole entire life up until 2021 mm. and I cannot stand it. I hate it so much. Well, Brock and I were talking before we were recording too. Part of the difficulty with being in entertainment and having a nine to five, because I did that dance for a long time. You convince yourself that, okay, as soon as the job wraps, like then I'm going to focus on my creative stuff. But for eight hours, you just bled out for this job. Even if you weren't like running around and it was being chaos, you're working for someone else. Uh, you are not wrong. And then at five o'clock when you're trying to do your thing, you're like, I just need five minutes and five minutes becomes an hour and then it's dinner time. And then you're like, well, I got to work out. I got to fucking blah, 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 blah. Like, oh my God. Exactly. Cause <sighs> like once I'm done, I'm like, I, okay, now I got to go to the gym. Okay. Now I got to make dinner. And now yeah. it's like, and then by that time I'm like, okay, just turn on the TV. And I hate being like that. I really do. I do not like to let time just like get by me like that. But that's really just like in the first couple months of working this job, that's just how it was. Now I'm in a better mind space where I can kind of like differentiate and like just like pull myself through. Also, it's a lot of coffee too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, let's keep it so real. It's a lot of espresso shots. Accurate, like. <laughs> accurate. Okay, amazing. Well, I'm gonna burp. Sorry. All good. Pardon get it me. out. Get it out. <laughs> it's out. It was small. I'm such a girl. All right, folks. So we hope you enjoyed your apps. We're gonna move on to the entrees after a quick break. We are back and now it is time for the entrees. Okay, now this is the speed round of questions. You don't have to rush through it. And if you have a story, please tell it. Okay, so we asked the same questions to everybody. What was your first job ever where the government was taking taxes out? So some people have said like, oh, I had a paper route or I went baby, I was babysitting or whatever. You can say that, but is there like a job that sticks out that you're like, oh, I did this thing and the government took money? Um, my first job ever, I worked in the R zone at Toys R Us. I was actually... 16 at the time and you needed to be 17 to sell rated m games but because i hit puberty really early and i was already like six foot two at like 12 and could grow a full beard they're like this will do and they stuck me there now when you say the r zone that would be for people who are not video game players what does that mean oh that was just like their video game section so they had like the toys the whole entire toys r us store but then like the uh section where they sold video games is called the r zone i love it so much okay and, and it was during, two, oh, I'm so sorry, to no, no, off, go ahead. it was during um, 2006. So this is when the Xbox 360 came out, the PlayStation 3 came out, the Tickle Me Elmo TMX came out, the 10th anniversary Tickle Me Elmo. And this is during like Christmas time. Like, oh, no. I saw no. fights. I saw like, people cussing me out. Like, we're going to need to hear, we're going to need to hear about the fights. You saw oh, fights. I mean, th- to me, like this doesn't really stick out as much as like my server stories do, but like people just like waiting in line for these, like, cause you would only have like, maybe like what, like five PlayStation threes. And I'm telling you like, they would like, it'd be like a WWE Royal Rumble. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> over some fucking toy. Over like, that's some like, toys. This is crazy. Or I would have like the, the soccer moms come in and I 
remember this game in particular was Nintendo Dogs. And each Nintendo Dog game had like a different breed of dogs. So they would come in then wanting the golden retriever, but all we had was the Dalmatian. I came in for the golden retriever. Rock, you lie. They would yell about that. Yes. Like no. people get real serious over their kids, which I understand, but it's some fucking toy. It's like, a toy. Like I would get it if somebody put hands on your kids to start yelling, but because yeah. you can't get a golden retriever game box. Get them some Lincoln logs and call it call a day. It a day. Like, <laughs> it's just going to get thrown in some toy chests somewhere and forgotten about. 100%. Oh, okay. So that was like my first, like, I can go back in time and think like, oh yeah, like the getting paid six fifty an hour. <laughs> Wicked to just get trained. Also, could you imagine screaming at a sixteen-year-old that you're like, this person is so far out of this corporate cog that he barely knows how to tie his own shoes. He's been on the planet for like not even right. two decades. Like, what are you? Uh, uh, I, don't I know hate to be like different times because like even then that shouldn't have been happening. But yeah, it was different times back then. People I mean, it just for sure. I mean, they're still assholes today. So accurate. Okay, how many customer service jobs have you had? And feel free to count them. So we started there. Ooh, okay, so before I got into actually working in restaurants, I was a, a retail queen. So like in high school, I worked at um, I worked at American Eagle, I worked at Hollister, I worked at Abercrombie, I worked at Pac Sun, I worked at. Um, are you familiar with the <laughs> buckle? Anytime I say it, people like think I said the butthole. No, I, <laughs> I am. I'm familiar with both. <laughs> um, so I work. I like ran up and down that mall. Like I ran up in that mall like the Maury show. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, so that's one, two, three, four, five. That's five right there. Oh, and I didn't count. I didn't count towards the rest. So six. Go ahead, keep going. Um, and then when I was nineteen, um, I got a, my first serving job was at Applebee's. I have so many questions. But we'll get there. <laughs> Please okay. ask them because I have so many answers, and I'm ready to yeah. drag Applebee's through the mud. <laughs> I'm so sick of that um, that Applebee's song that comes on. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, which one? The uh, Applebee's on a late night. Oh, mm-hmm. that. Which is actually an actually a good country song, but then they've just he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna sell this. It's ear cancer, I can't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it so much. Get it off of my get it off of my speakers. (laughs) Okay, wait, what was after Applebee's? We're gonna keep going, we're gonna go back to that, but I have to get the full list. Uh, did you ever do like chilies or any of their competitors? Um, No, so I worked at um I worked at Applebee's. That was um that was outside of Chicago. And then in the city of Chicago, I worked at a bar Louie, which oh my gosh, I have many of stories to talk about bar like i could write a whole last like jk rowling novel series <laughs> on bar louis um i worked okay. at bar louis and then i worked at a place called home slice which is a pizza place it's my favorite restaurant job i've ever had i will never say anything bad about them love that place we got to wear whatever we wanted the people there were super cool um and then i moved to la and my first restaurant job in la was at this place called pit fire pizza oh i know where that is the one in hollywood uh, I worked at the one in Culver City, oh. um, and I just like wanted to pull my eyebrows off my face <laughs> sitting in traffic every day, and I hated that job because why are the servers like these? I just remember distinctly these two girls caught herpes from one of the uh, line cooks. Line cooks? Like, I was just gonna say line cook. Oh my god! And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, first off, this man gave you herpes, and two, why are y'all fighting over like? And, and I'm not job shaming, but like, why are y'all fighting over the this line cook like what <laughs> he can give you free breadsticks and dick 
and STDs. <laughs> yeah, that's a three. Like it's you, a three peat though. Right. <laughs> three things. A three piece combo. <laughs> like, <laughs> couldn't you get somebody with like, I mean, a little bit more money? And again, I'm not job shaming, but it was just the circumstances there. Intense. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a Tuesday, and you're all fighting over. You're like, I can't. I can't. I, like, I, can't. I have to leave. Um, and then I went and worked at this place called the Morrison, and ooh, I will drag the Morrison up and down Fairfax Avenue <laughs> until they bury me in the casket. <sighs> Woo. Wait, why? Because the owner was so sociopathic. Like, the staff was fine. The customers were fine. The owner was so sociopathic and mean. Mark Kreiner, wherever you're at. <laughs> He's a two-neighbor. I love it. Wherever the fuck you're sitting at right now, probably eating a Subway footlong, because that man was, like, obsessed with Subway for some reason. Like, why are you eating this yoga mat bread? Anyways. <laughs> um, he was such an asshole. He was so mean. He fired me for being five minutes late. No. And then had the nerve to call me on Monday, because this was, like, a Friday. Fired me on Friday. Called me on Monday asking me where I'm at. I'm like, what you mean where I'm at? I'm at home. Yeah. You fired you me. You fired me. Because he would like forget that he would like fire it. Like he just literally was not all there. Oh, he was unwell. He, um, very unwell because he had lived through the, um, like the Studio 54 era. Oh, so his drugs melted his brain. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Miss Mama's was just Ooh. not all there. Miss Mama's <laughs> struggle busting. We her Miss Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Miss Mark could not pick up on the fact that she He's was being gay or anything. We just no. called her Miss Mark because obviously, right? Okay. Um, and then I worked at uh, after that. I worked at Mama Shelter um, for. I actually opened that place. I opened it in 2015. I was one of, like the first servers they hired, and I left in 2019. We tried to go back in 2021, and I was like, eh, yeah, I can't do this because you were just like, this isn't for me. Uh, yeah. What did you? So after Mama Shelter, did you have a service job like in 2019? Where did you work? Oh, um, I worked as a social media coordinator for Calvin Klein, so I ran their Instagram account. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't really count that fancy. as like I don't either, <laughs> but I wrote that down. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to erase it. Okay, so, and then Mama Shelter, you went back to, you did a redux in 2019, and you were, or 2020? 2021. 2021, and you were like, hell no. Okay, so, so that gets us to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... 10, 11, 12. Okay, that's 13 if we count Mama Shelter twice. Okay, so that's 13 total. Okay, lucky 13. All right. Um, so, which, well, which was your favorite of all of those? I loved Home Slice. Home Slice was uh, just amazing energy. I made so much money there. At a pizza place? At a pi- it was like, um, they modeled it after, um, there's a restaurant in Portland called Doug Fur that they modeled it at because the owners are from Portland and it's like, uh, it looks like a log cabin on the inside. So it's like very like kitschy. The pizza was really good. Um, And we would just get like a lot of like large parties or a lot of athletes because we had like the Chicago Blackhawks, the Bulls, Bears. They would all come in like girls would get like thousand dollar tips. Come on. Yeah, like I don't have titties, so like I was about to say, did you get a thousand dollar tip? <laughs> well, no I way. would make like five like my rent at the time was like five hundred alone. I would make like five hundred at night. So I was like big balling back Holy then. Holy like, shit. Twenty three year old ass just did not know what to do with all that money. Oh my god, I would have like to shit it out. What do you that's how you had fifteen K to bring and, here? Right. And we would like go like out afterwards because like the bars don't close to like four or five o'clock in Chicago. So like we get off work and like go out and I would just like blow like I mean wouldn't blow all my money but like close to definitely be like buying a lot of drinks that night oh bless you okay then which was your least favorite of all of those jobs 
I think we covered it, but go ahead. I still oh, want no, you to say it. One, a lot. <laughs> a lot of them are tell, my least favorite. Tell me the ones that die. Pit fire pizza, obviously, because um, of the traffic. You said the Morrison. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Did so you forget I a job? I got hired. At, I forgot. I left out a place. Okay. I got hired at this place called um, Cowboys. Oh, wait, what was it called? It was in Silver Lake. It was an Indian like fusion restaurant called like Cowboys and Indians. So I interviewed with the owner. And he was like, okay, come back um, in like two days and we'll start you out. I'm like, cool, awesome. Come back within two days. I get there. He's like, who are you? Shut the fuck up. And I was like, "Um, you interviewed me the other day. He was like, okay, yeah, like uh, we'll get out on the floor. And I was like, "Um, like, aren't you going to like, don't I I have to fill out a W-2 or something? (laughs) Do I need an apron? I certainly haven't washed my hands. What's happening? I didn't, he didn't give me anything. (laughs) Anything. So uh, he, I like was following this girl around and she was really nice and like during the whole entire time they were filming Millionaire Matchmaker in the restaurant so there was like a whole bunch of like camera crews and stuff oh no it was just like it was really weird and I just knew it wasn't a fit for me so I told the girls like hey um, I gotta use the bathroom I'll be right back and I ran out the back door <laughs> that in my dr- in my wildest dreams that is a scenario I actually do I, I respect that hustle so much I mean it's not like I filled out any paperwork or he anything he didn't even know you were there <laughs> he didn't even know He's like, was he part of the film crew? I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever. And she's like, cool. I'll just put my tips. I'm good. That's insane. Um, I'm trying to think of like the, the worst was probably Applebee's. And that was like my introduction to serving. And I was just so like bright eyed and bushy tailed and like ready to take on the world thinking like people were nice and wholesome. <laughs> and oh <laughs> man, uh, people are terrible. terrible. And I remember like the first just like inkling of like people being awful because I had this manager like I, oh, if I remember correctly his name was Jonathan but I called him Ichabod because he was like very like Ichabod Crane <laughs> from Sleepy Hollow who will die I am deceased <laughs> you have nicknames for everyone it's my favorite thing uh, so Ichabod was like, a he, wore, like, he, was, he was like really big into um, renaissance fair so he'd be like yay oldie Applebee's <laughs> Uh, but he was like such an asshole and I remember one night it was this Friday um, and this Applebee's in particular was right next to an Olive Garden and everybody wanted to go to the Olive Garden but when the Olive Garden was too busy and the wait was too long they would come to Applebee's you guys and got the, the runoff be, we got, <laughs> yes we did and the people would be pissed that they couldn't get into Olive Garden so they would take it out on us like, <laughs> yeah, like we have chips they have breadsticks it's not that different <laughs> right. but like okay sorry <laughs> they would be so mad and they would take it out on you and they would be like well, I really want wanted Olive Garden and I was like and bitch well you sit in Applebee's <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what to tell I don't know how to help like, you why are you mad at me <laughs> and I remember one night in particular like got our asses whooped <laughs> it was like we're about to close we're like five minutes to close and Ichabod opens up the door <laughs> for these three people and sits them in my section and I'm just like bro like literally I'm about to get off like what are you doing Ugh. So I take care of these people. They're fine or whatever. I don't really remember that much about them. I do remember at the end, this is when I just knew people fucking suck. (laughs) I was like, yo, like, we're trying to close up. Do you mind if I close out with you guys? And they're like, yeah, cool, I got you. Like, hands me, like, all his cash. And he's like, the rest is for you. And I didn't count it at that point in time. And I was like, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Like, walk over to the computer. These bitches left me a cent. (laughs) 
You have got to be shitting a me. A fucking cent. That is so deliberate. A penny. No, it's deliberate as fuck. I could have pinched that penny so hard. <laughs> you could hear Abraham Lincoln scream. scream. I was so mad. <laughs> oh my God. I would have been so hot. And that was just when I knew that people fucking suck. But that wasn't the end of it. So then maybe like a couple weekends later... I have this table of these three ladies. Now, mind you, again, this Applebee's was right next to an Olive Garden, which was right next to a trailer park. Um, <laughs> no shade. We're getting the best it, of the it, best. It doesn't end. And these <laughs> three women and their Tweety Bird and Cookie Monster pajama pants and no. uh, wife beaters no. came in and they were mad that they couldn't get into Olive Garden. <laughs> Well, they dressed up for it, so I get it. <laughs> exactly. They got their they Sunday's the best. <laughs> um, so they came in and they just automatically just like, Hot. Attitude problems, just like um, bossing me around, like basically treating me like their servant, like indentured servant. Nope. And this was like in the height of the two for 20. Um, Can you elaborate? What was <laughs> the, the two, two for 20? Two for 20 craze. So it'd be like you could get um, an appetizer and two entrees for $20. That's like, f- that's free money. I mean, that's insanely cheap. That's so cheap. So fucking cheap looking back on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure like the quality of the food was terrible. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, I digress. So they each ordered their own two for 20. And they like woofed down their appetizers. I was like, damn, like I just sat the plate down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, ma'am. And they like snapping at me, like telling me to get them this, like just being really rude the whole entire time. I like go over and like, oh, is everything okay? Like, leave us alone. They get their entrees, they eat their entrees. And then I like walk by and I hear like the food sucks and the service was terrible. And that's when I was like, oh, bet. And I turn around. And look, like, I'm a big dude. I do not like to come at women. Like, that's just not how I roll. But I was just like, at the time, I was like, fuck you, fat bitches. Like, Good how dare you? you? How dare you say my service was terrible? Like, you can say the food is terrible, but like, how dare you? I worked my ass off. I was like, cussing them out. Like, Holy my shit. Ni- like, like, my poor little 19 year old self. Like, <laughs> bless. So offended. So I was hot. so mad because I was like, I was like, I did everything to like make you guys happy. And there was just like nothing I could do to like put a smile on your face. Yeah. And they were like, <gasps> like uh, clutching their pearls, non existent pearls. pearls. Like, they're with <laughs> their like Cheeto dusted fingers <laughs> <laughs> like we need to speak to a manager and I was like gladly so I like, went and got Ichabod because he was on duty <laughs> and of course like and he loved the customers so he was not hearing anything I had to say completely fired me on the spot and th- I still lived at home at the time so I don't really care I was yeah. like I'm going off to college like man whatever. fuck you guys whatever apparently the table behind them was listening to everything that these ladies were saying and they stopped Ichabod and they were like, Hey, we just want to let you know that those ladies were planning on being rude the whole entire time. just so a, they could get all their food comps and B they stole salt and pepper shakers and silverware. And so they offered me my job back the next day, but like wrote me up and I was like, no, <laughs> no, with like a heart emoji. Like, <laughs> I'm good. Like, I'm all set. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, and I just thought that was so cool for like, you know, people yeah. that actually did that and like stuck up for me. Like, 
I, I pray whoever whoever you people are like I, I don't know who they were but like praise to them I really appreciate that because people fucking suck they do and they'll do they anything do. to get some free food and like like the dollar store has silverware it's not hello like, hello it's not I that don't, hard so did you have other instances like that you can think of where you were clearly you're like oh they're about to scam like I know these people are, they're gonna plant a hair in their food or they're gonna you know um at, uh, at Applebee's, yes, but it was way more at Bar Louie when I worked at Bar Louie. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait, why? Because already, like, they already had, like, dollar beer night and dollar burger night, which was, like, Tuesdays and Wednesdays were, like, my own personal hell. Like, if I got sent to hell now, like, I would, like, wake <laughs> up at dollar burger night. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people just love to, like, they love to scam you over there. And I don't know why. Like, why are you scamming me for a dollar fifty burger? <laughs> like, like you, you got bigger problems. Are we, are we that down bad? <laughs> <laughs> is it, are we that far in the trenches? Is this who we are? <laughs> As a group, do we feel okay about this? <laughs> right. And also, I know that is your synthetic ass hair. That <laughs> Don't let me light a lighter anywhere near right. you. because <laughs> That happened all the time. I had like tables... <laughs> Get a table full of drag queens run out on me. No. (laughs) Straight up run out? Just straight up just like dipped. (laughs) Like in their high heels like (laughs) wigs flying in the wind. (laughs) Listen, mad respect for being able to run in heels. That's a separate issue. (laughs) Yo, I couldn't even be mad about it. (laughs) You're like, like, I get it. I actually get this. Wait, did they, did you then have to cover that tab? No. And even if they asked me to, I'd be like, hell no. Hell no. Have you worked anywhere where they had a, you were No, I haven't. That's amazing. I would like literally cuss somebody out if they ever told me to like cover someone's but I didn't eat that food I didn't order it like well and it also it's like my job isn't to be security in the same way that like it, I learned this at uh, Ithamar Enriquez who's been on the podcast what up Ithamar he in his episode he talked about at the gap where he used to work technically speaking it isn't stealing for them in retail until you cross the threshold and then you're mm-hmm. off to the races so they don't run after anybody and they're not expected to how come in food service there are restaurants who hold us accountable for that they don't say chase them but then we have to pay it then the, then you're not going to charge retail workers for that crisp like set of jeans someone just rolled out with oh my god yeah like it's that that shit makes me crazy because also like we're hourly employees you there's loss prevention get a loss prevention situation at a restaurant then make them show you their receipt like you do at costco and be like yo did you pay for your meal (laughs) now you can leave (laughs) highlighter yeah like i'm not chasing after nobody no was was bar louis in chicago or in la this was in chicago in chicago okay and what what kind of food is it it's like american uh they had like flatbreads burgers pastas um they had like the bad girls club auditions there one time and oof oof speaking of that (laughs) so they had the bad girls club auditions there and for people who haven't seen the bad girls club it's essentially just like seven girls live in a house and they just beat each other up literally that's the best summary of the show i've ever heard that's (laughs) That's it they do they're They're assaulting wwe divas they're just like (laughs) hair ripping assault exactly one of the servers that i worked with auditioned for bad girls club and made it on the show now before she got on the show she was first off one of the worst servers I've ever worked with. But she had a table of these two guys, and she offered these, or she sold her uh, prescription pills to these guys, and one of them overdosed on it. Oh and my god! He didn't die, thankfully, but uh, he did go to the hospital because you know, with like prescription drugs and drinking, you know, bad combo. That's a really bad combination. So he went to the hospital. His roommate called the restaurant and was like. 
yo, your server is selling drugs <laughs> to tables. <laughs> and she got fired on the spot. Well, then she appeared on Bad Girls Club. And I'm not going to say what season she I was I know, on, I was just about to ask. I what? will say that she had pickle juice thrown on her. Uh, she was a replacement and she had pickle juice thrown on her and they beat her up and she only lasted for like three episodes. Holy shit. For, and was selling uh, narcotics. <laughs> Great. That seemed like kind of fair karma. <laughs> <laughs> you almost killed someone for $20. So like. now you got your ass beat on national television. <laughs> and I bet you some of our listeners 100% know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I that, I mean, that was it. Uh, okay. There was another instance too where uh, this story just like, and when I think about this, I think of this fondly, but um, <laughs> they had a patio area. It was like during the summer. It was super nice outside. Everybody was like really nice that day, had some great tables. I'm at the computer plugging in like an order or something, and this woman comes over to me and she's like, hey, I don't want to be that person, but like there's a homeless guy next to our table, and it's not that like he's homeless or like smells or anything. His balls are hanging out. (laughs) Um, And like, they're like, everybody can see. Cause like the restaurant had these like large, like um, TVs that they were like playing the sports games on. And he just like was perched up like Captain Morgan, (laughs) like on the fence, balls just like (laughs) drifting in the wind. And everybody's just like sitting at their table. Like trying not to laugh. So I was like, hey yo, bro, like I hate to tell you this, but like you gotta put your balls away. Balls are hanging out. (laughs) He was like, oh yo, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And like ran away, but I don't know why I just Oh my god, I love it. That was in Bar Louie. This is Bar Louie. Yeah, I'm telling you, I have like a hell of stories. You do. I love it. Did you ever get in a situation where you were scared at Bar Louie? Um I mean he's a couple of times, yeah, because people will get like aggressive. Like um one of the servers had a chair broken over his head. Mm-hmm. Wait, over what? Um, to be honest with you, I don't remember what it was about, but um, I think he was just trying, if I remember correctly, I think he was trying to defuse the situation between two patrons that were about to fight because they would get wild in there for no reason. Like, I don't know. Like, what are we wilding about in here? But yeah, I think he was just trying to defuse the situation and got hit over the head with a chair. What else? Do you, you said you had a couple. Did any other time you felt scared? Yeah, because people would bring like guns and stuff in Ooh. there. <laughs> yeah, it was like, because it was like towards like the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. For so anyone, I'm, I'm pretty tough too. So like, I can, I'm fine with that stuff. But like, I don't want to be shot up at work because I don't want to die in my work clothes. Because like, <laughs> who wants to die in that like horrible Bar Louis polo? Like, I don't want to go the afterlife in that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the thing that's the worst. Like, if I could change out of my uniform, you could shoot me. <laughs> right? But not, I'm not wearing Bar Louis clothes. <laughs> if you're gonna shoot me, shoot <laughs> me, <laughs> bitch. That makes me think of coming to America. I uh, I guess I think for me, like being scared probably resonates differently for you. But I do like... I don't think people talk enough about the fact that being in customer service with booze and for sure drugs that you don't know who and what people are doing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of scary aspects to it that maybe don't necessarily mean like they're strapped and you saw it, but it can look like, Ooh, something, there's some funk, something happened and you may not be able to put your finger on it. And you're like, okay, I feel afraid, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to diffuse it. Exactly. Or just not. And I'm like, just like you were saying, like being scared, like it wasn't anything like being strapped or like fights happening. Like people like have OD'd. I've like had like sexually assaulted at work, like nothing like super bad, but um, like people like just like I was taking an order at a table once and this guy was wasted 
and came up to me and like grabbed me and like tried to make out with me as I'm <gasps> talking to my table. Oh, I would be so mad. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And like the table's just like sitting there just like, they don't know what to do. I'm just like yelling at this dude. Cause it's like things like that. Like not necessarily like I'm like scared for my life, but just like these people are doing too much. I'm like, I don't yeah. like this. It's yeah. making me really uncomfortable. Do you have a policy about getting touched? Uh, yeah, don't, just don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the policy. <laughs> That's a good policy. Like, I don't mind like a little, like, sometimes I like a little like hand in the small of my back, yeah, depending same. on the person same. or, um, you know, like, I, I mean, I don't care if like my coworkers touch me because um, sure. working in the service industry, they do not teach you about sexual Say harassment. <laughs> they do not. Like if you work in the restaurant industry, you are getting sexually harassed every day. Like every men, day. women, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Children, <laughs> like, dogs, fuck it. Everybody's right. getting talked Everyone's to. talking about sex. Yeah. Like everyone's doing drugs. Like, everyone <laughs> is getting sexually harassed. It's, I've had my ass grabbed like way more than I could even fathomly imagine. <laughs> okay, so uh, so least favorite. So we've listed it as probably Applebee's, but cl- would you say close second would be Morrison because of the sociopathic boss? Or did oh, you have yeah, fun there? Oh yeah, because he just terrorized the whole entire staff were you scared of him no i was it was more funny to me because i'm the type of person where like if you yell at me i'm gonna yell at you right back (laughs) i love Um, that so to me it was more funny i just didn't like him talking down to other people that weren't like me because he would make like like certain girls cry i remember he like made a girl cry because she wasn't wearing makeup and sent her home when we were busy and it was just me and her so i had to take the whole entire restaurant by myself and i'm like bro you brought this on yourself like i'm over here drowning and it's your fault because you sent her home because she wasn't like she wasn't up to code with what you like and you over here you literally look like a fucking like deflated beanbag chair (laughs) trying to tell somebody else about how they look like you look like grimace (laughs) (laughs) someone has mistaken you and sat in your lap (laughs) oh and he i don't know if like the first episode of my podcast um i bring on a couple of uh people that i used to work with at the morrison and he anytime a celebrity came in there he was up their ass like he's Stalked Quentin Tarantino when of he course. was in there. It was like, and he would go around me like, "Do you know who that is?" Like, yes, I've seen a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> the man is just trying to eat. Stop <laughs> talking to that man, please. <laughs> he terrorized Mila Kunis, or Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher when they really? came in there. And I don't know how he got close to them because I heard they don't bathe. But <laughs> shade. I, I just heard that through the grapevine, through the Twitter streets. So that's what I was told. But um, he like terrorized them and would like <laughs> they were sitting outside on the patio and he like went up to the window and like took a selfie trying to make it seem like he was hanging with them <laughs> as if as if celebrities don't know when we're doing that fake like yeah i'm just taking a picture of myself i'm absolutely taking a picture oh of my God, i'm embarrassed for him Bless. There was one day he like fell like he slipped on the floor and fell he was like a big dude he was like six foot five and like 350. Oh my God. Did he break something? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, on that note. Uh, No, he was fine. But uh, just the way he like terrorized that staff, I was like, I can't like stand here and just like watch you talk to these people like this. Cause like I said, you can talk to me any way you want. Like, cause he fired me for being five minutes late. I was like, okay, bye. Like, I don't need to be here. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. I'm about to go out. What is your policy like if you're in the weeds, like how you? You you had mentioned that when he sent that girl away for not having makeup on and you ended up in the weeds, do you just
just detach and say, oh, well, some tables aren't going to get touched? Or do you try and touch every table? I try and get everybody. And I'm very, like, apologetic to, like, hey, like, if you can see, <laughs> it's just <laughs> I'm <me>. alone. <laughs> uh, I'm out here on Lonely Island by myself, Exile Island. Like, I, it's just me. And usually, like, at that place, people were really, it wasn't, like, that big of a restaurant to where, like, I wouldn't be able to get to somebody. And people were very understanding of it. So, like, the patrons were cool. Like, I never had an issue with the people that came in there. Everybody usually, like, tipped well, um, was super nice. Um, oh, my God. I remember he used to, like, decorate. Like, when the holidays came, I could not work during, like, Valentine's Day or <laughs> Christmas. He, like, decorated that place so tacky. <laughs> like <laughs> Just offended. So, I just remember, like, distinctly, like, Valentine's Day. He had these, like, pillows that looked like they would go in, like, a little girl's room that would be, like, be mine. <laughs> <laughs> like all like plastered on the wall I'm like it is so tacky in here <laughs> listener no to all my friends with children or to myself uh i have those kinds of decorations for these holidays so uh brock is holding his head down in shame <laughs> we don't endorse his opinion about tacky decorations because i'm a huge fan of tacky decorations but not in a restaurant a sports restaurant <laughs> tell me it was sports themed yeah, i will just i will actually die <laughs> yes yeah, like a sports themed <laughs> restaurant no man. Like, no man they don't like i don't mind the decorations for the holiday it was just like the the um the two the themes ain't working. Of it like, Amazing. it's supposed to be like a soccer themed restaurant with like these like be mine pillows on the wall like, people walk in they're like what is this exactly <laughs> or he we? hired like a mariachi band for cinco de mayo Stop. it's not even a mexican restaurant it's <laughs> offensive on so many levels he's they like oh it's a holiday mexican food <laughs> here's a fucking mariachi band with your tor oh nope not tortilla your hamburger <laughs> this is no this is too much okay great um what's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do whilst on the clock you can go um, you can get oh, wild um when I worked at Mama Shelter, I had a woman ask me if I would donate my sperm to her. Brock's really hot, so that doesn't surprise oh, me. Oh, shit. No. no, I'm not. Thank you, though. Yes, you are. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. And what'd you say? Uh, she asked me for my sperm after telling me she was the princess of Beverly Hills, and I didn't know that Beverly Hills was like a monarch here. <laughs> <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> How's um, your range? I have been propositioned for tons of threesomes. <laughs> Why do people think, and I'm sorry, I don't want to make this not funny, but like, I think I'm offended on behalf of gay men. The number of gay men in my life who have worked in customer service and been propositioned for threesomes. Like I understand the overarching opinion is like, Oh, gay men just fuck everything. That's a stupid opinion. And also it's super offensive. And like, I don't know how to use that as a teachable moment of like, I just want to understand did you only offer that because you thought this dude was queer identifying or did you offer that because you thought he was hot? Like what's the, it's just weird. Well, okay. M night Shyamalan plot twist. These are straight couples. <laughs> yes. Okay. Re, re, redux. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they just like to get free. I mean, I have been propositioned before by like a gay couple, but like maybe these were mainly straight couples. See, there um, goes my, my own prejudice. I told on myself there. No, you're fine because <laughs> you're, you are not wrong at all. Like there is this like stigma that we're just out here just like, 
you know, getting down and nasty. And maybe I am, but that's my that's, business. That's your business. <laughs> my business to share. My God. That's another another topic for another, another time. time. Uh, but yeah, I've been like, uh, proposition for hella threesomes, uh, asked for my sperm. I'm trying to think of anything else. Have you ever been asked for drugs? You don't strike me as someone who would get approached that way because you, you're too clean looking. Like, um, I can't imagine. No offense to anyone that's no, getting that. <laughs> that. You don't have to be dirty, blah, blah. I like to pop a little pill every now and then. Um, <laughs> I'm not asking. I'm not asking. <laughs> I, have I been propositioned for, or asked about drugs? No, not that I remember. Yeah, I like, it was never like, if I did, it didn't stick out of my mind. Yeah. I have waited on people who were like completely like plastered. I remember this couple came in, like I could tell they were rolling and they did not look at their bill correctly because their bill was like maybe like $25 and they left me 300 <laughs> with no change. And they were like, the rest is for you. <laughs> you're like, this makes up for the penny that I was given at Applebee's so yes. many years ago. You don't understand the karma you're healing. Right, life paid me back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. Well, what's an incident that made them ask to speak with a manager? I feel like you would just handle shit. But did ever anybody say like, I want to speak to your manager? Oh, I'm ready to, I'm ready for the manager to talk to them. <laughs> uh, one instance in particular, and this was at Mama Shelter, uh, and this was not even my table, had nothing to do with me, was not even my section. Um, I had watched, the, she was sitting by the bar. I was like busy with a um, a 20 top. I had like a 20 top by myself, no. which I can, hey, I can, you know, knock that out. Um, but, you know, I ring in all those drinks. I'm like going back and forth with the bar. I'm like kind of frazzled, just like, come on, like hurry up and make these drinks. This lady is like, um, excuse me, but she said it really rudely. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to hold on a second. And she goes, did you just tell me to hold on? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Was I not and clear? I like, and then I like kind of like went out, like ran away because I'm like, I'm busy. I come back to the bar to check on the drinks and she goes, um, I'm sorry, but you told me to hold on and that is not excusable and I'm going to need to speak to a manager. And I was like, is this bitch for real right For real, now? for like, real. Is you for real right now? Like, you're really <laughs> mad at me because I told you to hold on. And I was like, you're like, where's the cameras? And I was Am like, I okay, surprised? like, I was like, okay, I got you. Like, let me go get the manager. So I went and got the manager. I was like, hey, this lady wants to like talk to you because she said I was rude to her. I know how these people operate. Mm -hmm. I know that every I did everything wrong and I was rude to her and I basically like punched her in the face. And like I knew she was gonna like tell this story. So when he went over there, I stood behind him and I was like, All right, now tell him tell what him happened. What you, yeah, tell Good him for what you, happened. Brock. Tell him what you were gonna what I did. And she was like, oh, I can't even look at him. Like he like look at him, look at the way he's looking at me. Cause I'm I really am standing there like, say what you gotta say, because I know you about to lie on my name. Uh, <laughs> and don't like, you need it. He's like, go away, go away. And I was like, okay, fine. I didn't get written up or anything. He was just like, yeah, that lady was just like, she's she's kind of a bitch. Like, she, yeah. she wasn't very nice. And he was like, also, it was her birthday. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about her birthday. Yeah. She comes in on a day that I'm not there. Come, she doubled down? She doubled down. She came back on a day I wasn't there. And apparently one of the servers like got her um, her card mixed up. So like she got charged for like a different amount. And when I tell you, she apparently like turned over a table. She Come was like on. that pissed. Like she literally like took the table and said like drinks and everything. I wasn't there. They just told me about it. Oh uh, my God. So he pulled me aside. And I was like, yo, that lady came back and like, I mean like, yeah, she's just not very nice. And I was what? like, see, like I'm not out here just being mean to people. Just I'm not a rude person. Like, but also it's not unreasonable if you are in the midst of doing your job. It is not unreasonable to say, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like, give me just a second or whatever. 
that the, the idea that people in customer service are in some sort of indentured servitude that the second anybody sneezes in our direction, we have to be like, Whoa, oh, what do you need? Ooh, uh, what do you need? Yeah. I'm not a fucking genie. Like I can't, I, I, I can't be everywhere at all times. And if I'm singularly focused and I'm not helping you, okay, fine, I get it. But if you're, if I'm on a task, mm-hmm. like if you saw me on my phone, come for me, drag me, exactly, I get it. Yeah. But like, if you see me clearly sweating, working, whatever, I'm like, I don't, I'll, I'll never understand going out and having that perception that that's a reasonable interaction with humans. Thank you. And a lot of people think that, um, like when it comes to the service industry, like as a server, like I guess when I got the job that I wasn't just going to be a server, I, I got the job. I'm a photographer now. I'm a psychic. Cause I, now I have to like, <laughs> guess <laughs> figure who you out, are. Yeah, figure out what you want. <laughs> uh, I'm a host. I'm this. I'm, I'm a that. therapist. Like, I'm a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Everything. Like people yeah. just like, do not understand. Like, look, I'm just here to like, keep you guys somewhat entertained, take your order and be on, like be on my way. Like I don't need to do this extra stuff for you. hundred percent. And you're not even, your job ain't even to keep them that entertained. Literally your job is to write down the food and drinks they want or drop those off. And good day, sir. Exactly. <laughs> That's my job. I said good day. <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> but for me, I like to, you know, like if the table's cool, Same. I don't mind like stopping, talking to them, cracking a couple jokes Same. and like being really personable with them. Cause like, that's also going to assure like a better tip for that's you. Right. And I don't mind being that way for people. But when I'm like really busy and you see me literally, I'm a sweaty dude too. So I'm literally <laughs> going to be like profusely sweating. Like, huh, what? Yeah, hold on. Uh, like, <laughs> help, help. I'm yeah, driving I someone. Help me. I don't like cute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good look. <laughs> I literally look like like I just got out of like the splash zone at SeaWorld <laughs> and you're asking me for help. <laughs> Shamu just jizzed all over me, but I, yes, what can I get for you? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. Has there, have there been any other incidents you can think of where they asked to speak with your manager? That one's pretty fucking epic. And coming back for a two, redux and flipping the table. They always do. They always love to be like, I'm never coming back here again. And the next day you see them. You're like, like, oh, hey, Karen, how you how you living? Mm-hmm. Good to see you, boo. Right. Mm-hmm. Tall tales and fables over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of another instance where someone like, because yes, there have been like instances. Uh, actually, at, when I worked at Home Slice, same fucking thing. And it was a blonde lady too. What? We didn't have the type of beer that she wanted. So she was like, <gasps> I feel like you're being rude to me. I was like, because we don't have Heineken? Like, <laughs> what? And she was like, I, like, I, like, I need to speak to a manager. And I was like, are like, you serious a- right now? Like, and she requested a whole new server and everything. Oh and I was just like, God. just because we didn't have what you want? Like, how, like, what are you mad at me for? <laughs> also, like, I don't get it. Do you think that I'm the one that's literally the barrier between you and this beer? I would love to get you the thing you asked for, because then we can be done with this Ooh, whole thing. Hey. Like, I'm trying to keep it moving. So there is a celebrity that I waited on Ooh, that I wanted me to name. get something for her that we did not have. And she said, okay, well, can you go get it? And I was like, what What part of like, I don't have it? <laughs> did you not understand Miss okay. Iggy Azalea? <laughs> oh, I love, please tell me that's who it was. That's exactly who it was. Okay. Can you go get it? Um, no. It's a crisp and easy no. I cannot. Right, like man. I'm so fancy head ass. Like we don't <laughs> have <laughs> You're too fancy. Right. You're too fancy. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's the last straw that got you out of was there a moment with Mama Shelter or with any of your jobs where you were like, That's it, I'm fucking out. Um, I'm always um really big into like setting timelines for myself. So like my timeline was like ten years in the service industry, it's like after ten years. So like this was uh I started serving 
serving in 2009, I was 19. And so when I left the service industry, I was 29 at the time. So I was like, okay, I did this for 10 years. This is great money when it was great, but like, I'm done with this. I'm done fighting with people over like burgers and fries. Like I just really just like, I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I'm so done. I don't give a fuck. Like I don't care. Like any complaint you have, like take it to the complaint department because it's just not me. (laughs) This ain't it. That was really the final straw for me. Um, I just wanted to move on. Um, But unfortunately, I did go back to the service industry because like as of lately, I've been seeing like the money's been really good at certain places. Um, And I got hired at a place. I don't want to say the name because I'm still currently working there. And it's a nice place. It's cool. And they're only open from 530 to 930, which is perfect for me because I do not like to be like hustling until like one o'clock in the morning. I I'm off at 10. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you when I see you. Uh, It's cute. So yeah, I did go back to serving um, just for, you know, extra cash. I'm trying to pay down my credit card and all that. So I get it. Do you ever want to go back to any of the previous jobs besides Mama Shelter and like really like try it again? The only one that I would go back to is Home Slice because they also have other like spinoff restaurants that they have one called Paradise Park and another one called Happy Camper. And it's the same menu at all of them. They just have different names. And the just like I love being able to like get to wear whatever I want. And just like the staff was always just like really pretty. Like everybody was like there was like super good looking and just really nice. Everybody It's just like a really good vibe. I did want to go back to Mama Shelter. I do really miss like the people there. And I got to like not that this is like a consolation or anything but I got to wait on so many celebrities while I was there I got to meet so many cool people while working there I do have some really like cool awesome celebrity stories we'll get there in the next section this is still the dump on it section we'll go to the nice section a little bit have you ever told a customer to fuck off oh hell yeah okay, tell me. come on fuck you your mama and your whole 23 and me <laughs> your granny can get it too like <laughs> oh yeah those ladies at Applebee's uh, <laughs> you sure did. I'm trying to think. I know I've said it to another table too. Like, <laughs> fuck y'all. But nothing. I never got any like. Besides getting fired at Applebee's, I never like received any repercussions. When I was listening to your um your podcast with your friend, yeah, she made a really good point, and I like totally agree with her. Like, she was like, just hit them. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> And I was like, no. you know, this is my spirit animal. <laughs> I was like, I agree. God, I can't get you guys in a room together. She was talking about the guy, the, the consistency of his oatmeal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, get it fucking right. <laughs> I was like, no. you know, if that was me, I probably had to throw that oatmeal in his face. Like, <laughs> would you really do that? Would you really go to that? Yeah, I oh, would. I especially nowadays, too. You like, maybe, it. like, back in the day, probably not. But, like, especially, like, 2020 and on, like, you ain't going to talk to me no sort of way in this economy. Because yeah. the minute I get fired from this restaurant, I can go to the restaurant next door and get hired right Literally away. next door. They'd be like, yo, you got two hours. We can take you right now. Right. Like, yeah. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah, like. 100%. And how many bodily fluids have been on your person whilst you're on the clock? You've never bartended, so this may not apply to you. You but. know what? I bartended a couple times. I don't really like to bartend, only because I don't like people looking at me. Yeah, like, you're just stuck. Like, yeah, I don't like being yeah. like... Center. eyes on me at least with serving um and Here. your friend made a good like a point about this too in that podcast where she was like people really respect bartenders and they do like because mm-hmm. you know they're the person Conduit. giving you the, the alcohol yeah. or like servants do get treated like not as respectfully but for me like serving like if i don't want to look at you i could just run away <laughs> like hide and 100%. like I, yeah i could like go somewhere and just like not have to like look at you mm-hmm. so that's why i really like i preferred serving over bartending i get like really like nervous when people just like look at me it's intense you not? especially a stranger you're kind of like all right cool 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 like please enough yeah do you tip 
Do I tip? Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yes. How much? Uh, 20% and beyond. <laughs> and beyond. Okay. Especially if the person was like super cool. Like I'm definitely like gonna give you like way more than uh, most people. And I'm always like... <laughs> I'm always the one to check how people tip too. Like, oh, I I'll do that shit like, too. And you're like a little Quick, like, mm. yep. <laughs> you're like, we gonna change this. I remember I went to go visit home once, and we went to this like martini restaurant. And whoever had sat in the table before us, their uh, checkbook was still there. And I looked at the tip, and I was like, this ain't enough. And like wrote it like a one. And I was like, they tipped you really well. <laughs> Happy birthday! Right. I love it. Okay, would you ever not tip? Uh uh, I like as much as I want to say I in certain instances yes I wouldn't tip I always leave a tip no you matter. do yeah even if someone's like absolutely rude to you oh my god I had like the worst service at Rocco's and WeHo the other night and I still was like okay I'm still gonna leave you ten dollars straight up I've never gotten good service there just put that on record oh my god that place sucks it's I feel not like great. that place was like built on like cursed Indian ground it's probably my, every time I go there all my friends like someone gets their phone stolen ooh, ooh. Um, like just something always bad happens there and me and my friends went to go watch drag race there and we had the worst service ever. I don't remember your name, but you had video game tattoos and, <laughs> and you were <laughs> if a I mess. ever catch you on the street again, it's on and popping. <laughs> Enjoy your ten dollars, bitch. Right. You had like a um a crash bandicoot tattoo. He had like these like very video- specific, had, very niche. They were all like video game themed, I remember. And yeah. he was like talking about how he like popped a pill the night before and he was super tired and like sis, like you oversharing first off. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't mind. That's cool or whatever, but um, like you're oversharing too much and also like just do your, like <laughs> why are you here call off Ew, take a day you're like also as an ambassador for video games working in the R section of Toys R Us <laughs> I find this all offensive right. every part of I'm this I'm not here for this I'm not here for you <laughs> have you ever been stiffed Oh, plenty of times. Too many times to count. I've been, tables ran out on me before. And you know what? I used to take it personally and I used to like get in my head like, I did something what did I wrong. Do? But after a while, I was like, you know what? Sometimes people leaving is a tip enough. Hello. Especially when they're a mess. Oh my God. I just remember this one lady at um, Mama Shelter. She was dining by herself and she had one of those open table uh, gift cards. Like open table had these like, it was like a check. It looked, looked like a check, but it was like a gift card. So it was a certain amount of money or something. Yeah, a certain amount of money on it. And she was just like running me ragged. And then she like watched me. She like wanted an espresso shot, but watched how I make it. I was like, you're making it wrong. And I was like, you know, sit your ass. Shut up. And then she like gave me the check and like the with the gift card. And it was like, your tip is on there. And I didn't even bother like trying to get the money off of it. Because like, girl, you leaving is a tip enough. Go to the <laughs> Pantages and see a little funky ass show. <laughs> bye bye. she was like trying to rush me. She's like, I have a show to make. And was just like, I need this and this. And just trying to like sit down sit down <laughs> i have do, i've been in this position before too where i'm like oh i'm gonna go to a movie so like let me get dinner ahead of time or whatever so like you have a tight timeline if you go to a place and order a burger when you're on a tight timeline or literally anything that's cooked it's gonna take the time that it takes exactly and you being you running late is a you problem that ain't have nothing to do with <laughs> ain't me. got shit to do with me i arrived to work uh, promptly on time actually and i'm here i showered i look great <laughs> right. i'm having a day <laughs> exactly so you running late has nothing to do with me and last question of this section can you think of the worst customer you've had to interact with or an archetype of who would be the worst because you've listed a handful of karens that are horrible but is there can you think of either another incident or a personality type that you're like this person always sucks okay so 
Working at Applebee's, uh, the church Sunday crowd, always the Why worst. I think there's like, this? I everyone. think there's like a unanimous yes. just like collaboration of like servers who are like, the church Them. crowd sucks. That's right. I've definitely gotten like the like the fifty dollar bill, and then you turn it over, and it's like an invite to their church. And I just really want to just like, be like rip that been- shit out. <laughs> shit made me an atheist working at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Like this, what if this would have been a real 50? We'd be talking about Jesus right now. Right. Oh my god, they pissed me off. And then, like, working at Mama Shelter, it was a lot of like the clout chasers. So, yes. like, like, it was like in the heart of Hollywood, everybody, and it was like a very Instagrammable place. Like, yeah. you could like go there and be cute and like take photos and whatnot. Ivy walls. And it was just like people who just like want to be seen and like just, and which is fine or whatever, but like clout ain't paying the bills. Hello. And definitely it's not paying my this tip that you Hello. left me. And also, like, just so they're so rude. Yeah, because uh, they think that they're somebody. Well, they're trying. They think that that is the lane they need to be in in order to be somebody. And it's like, no, ma'am. All of this is a mess. All of this. Like, I try not to like go into tables with like preconceived notions by like how they look or fair just, enough. Like, because tables have surprised me before, where I think yeah. I'm not going to get tipped, and they like leave me a really nice tip, yeah. or I like go in like thinking I don't know, just the worst and. everybody's different so I try not to go on it with preconceived notions Um, also the you know what really pisses me off Mm. this happened to me the other day is the people that like go into a restaurant and like think it's their house and they're Uh, just like can you turn down the music no no. it's it's too bright in here okay put on some sunglasses like this is not your house (laughs) it's too cold get a sweater (laughs) I don't know what to tell you yeah like (laughs) we can't accommodate a restaurant that seats 300 just for you so sorry those people just like irk me because it's just like you really think that I'm going to stop everything I'm doing just to like make sure that like oh especially at Mama Schultzer because it was on the they had a restaurant on the roof everybody's like I'm cold it is literally 65 degrees in LA like you should have known to bring cold like, like, we did that I've done that up there bad. Yeah. yeah that is turns out it is I mean <laughs> I get it but also at the same time like we only have so many blankets to give out fair enough yeah we got that speech too okay well we're going to move on to the good stuff we hoped you saved room for dessert. Okay, what's the nicest thing a customer has done for you whilst you were working? This is actually like, because I know we were going to get into celebrity stories. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to get into this now because I just, this story, just like, I'll tell this to my grandchildren. Aww. If anybody is familiar with the show A Different World, oh my gosh, Jasmine Guy, who played Whitley on the show, was staying at our hotel. Now, she came in with this woman, and the woman was, like, really drunk, and, like, Jasmine guy was kind of, you know, she's a little turnt herself, too. <laughs> so I was, like, I went up to go get their order, and they're, like, they're ch- they're chatting away, they're talking, and they're not paying attention to me. And me just, like, trying to get her attention really quick, I was, like, Whitley. And she turns to me, she's, like, don't call me that. And was, like, really mad about it. And mm. I was, like, yo, I'm so sorry. I'm really not trying to, like, disrespect you, but you're not paying attention to me. I'm trying to grab your drink order. She's, I was, like, I just want... Like, what do you want to drink? I was like, I, I promise you I'll never call you that again. And she's like, I know, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And so I get her drink order, and I come back, and she's, like, taking a, like, a look at me, and she's like, what's your ethnicity? And I was like, oh, I'm actually, I'm biracial. Uh, my mother's black, my father's white. And she was like, you know what? You look like you could be my son. 
And she was staying at the hotel for a couple of days. And anytime she saw me, she would give me a hug and she would say, she'd call me her son. And she would introduce me to people that she's with. And she's like, doesn't he like rubbing my back? She's like, doesn't he look like my son? And she was just so nice. And she gave me um, like, like pointers about like, you know, trying to make it in Hollywood. And she was like, are you trying to be an actor or something? And I was like, no, I just like, I'm not trying to be like a, like a Meryl Streep or anything. I just like, I want to be me. I just want to, you know, be like an entertainment personality. And she's like, you have everything it takes just like keep going for it she was super sweet and she gave me her phone number at the end of it i think i lost it unfortunately <laughs> but, Damn. but every time like uh i just like i have such like a just I, I love her for that that was just that was a really cool experience for just like this person this just like iconic, iconic figure yeah. just to be like just calling me her son i thought that was so cool that is really lovely and i just the question i wrote under that was a good story about a celeb do you have any other good celeb stories I do. you know who is amazing uh is jennifer coolidge wait really jennifer coolidge is so sweet she's, she's a groundling i love so hearing nice Aww. um she's just so funny another server had waited on her before i did and she actually got him on two broke girls shut the fuck up mm-hmm. yeah Okay, hey Jennifer, uh, <laughs> I can give you my she got address. Him on two broke girls. God and damn! I waited on her afterwards. She didn't give me nothing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, no! But she was super sweet. Um, and she, I don't even—it was like her and her two girlfriends. I don't even think that I don't even think the bill was like a hundred dollars, and they tipped me a hundred. Hell yeah! Of it. She was really nice. I'm trying to think who else. I waited on so many celebrities. Everybody was. So really nice that I can think of besides Iggy but Hello. we don't talk about her there's a rapper named Little B that came in I'm I'm a fan of his and I like I couldn't tell if it was him or not so I was like Little B Little B he, like, <laughs> <laughs> he turned he turned around he's like yo what's up came over talked to me and Aww. he was just like yo like people like you the fans are like the reason I do this sort of thing he was awesome there is a celebrity that asked me for my phone number. Could we get a and I don't name? Wanna, I don't want to out them. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't think that they're out. But um, oh, bless. Okay. Uh, an actor did try to take me home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say who, but that was a cool. That was an interesting experience. I can't wait to have these off the mic uh, conversations. <laughs> you about to spill the tea. <laughs> uh, who like Marilyn Manson was really nice. I know he's got his like shit that's going on in the news mm-hmm. now, but like he was super cool. Everybody that I waited on was like really nice. I can't can't think of any like any bad any besides bad. when you like all the person. celebrities were awesome margot robbie was really nice oh she's so stunning in person oh my gosh she's so tiny but she's, she's a little so bitty. stunning good lord okay what's the best tip you've ever gotten uh i've made oh there was this one time at mama shelter um there's just two of us um it was really busy and the one guy got like a six top sat in his section he just could not take it at all and he was like can you please take it and i was like i mean i'm busy myself but yeah fine whatever take these people's order they're fine i think it was like around halloween because people were in costumes and all i remember towards the end of the bill they were like yo bro like you were super dope we really appreciate you um and then they took me 300 dollars. holy shit and i didn't tell him that until i wouldn't have either i interviewed him for my podcast and i was like i have a secret to tell you oh my god <laughs> did he die was he, he so was bad like, yeah yes he was like are you for real and i was like i mean well the money's spent it's gone <laughs> like, <laughs> not even gonna buy you a coffee but you took you, you have to take the table right i did you like, the salad <laughs> <laughs> it's Amazing. gone. I don't tell you. Bye bye. Okay. <laughs> that was great. I've gotten like other like when I worked in Chicago because people I don't know what it is about Chicago. Yeah. Like people tip. They're generous. Like, when you go as out, yeah. Maybe because it's just like the cost of living is like a little lower over there. But like mm-hmm. I, we used to make so much money. I'm telling you, like those girls are like making bank. 
Yeah, you can make more there than here. I've heard that really many can. times. Can you think of the best time you've ever had at work? Was there like a, a day or something that you were like, this was the most fun shift of all time? There was this one time I was working on the rooftop at Mama Shelter by myself because all the other servers had called off. And for some reason, like, all the tables I had were super nice and everybody's complimenting me and I got three phone numbers that night <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was just awesome and then there was another time too it was just like me and these two other servers and I used to have so much fun with those servers there we used to just like crack jokes all the time and these like drunk girls came in and we're just like messing with them and it was just <laughs> I remember one of the girls like asked the guy like what his ne- he had like this necklace on that was like an Italian and she's like what does that mean he was like, you're not Italian. You wouldn't understand. So I just like look over and I'm like, goes to Olive Garden one time. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like, we're dying laughing. Disease. And that same server. Oh my God. Actually, here's another story. This girl from America. She was one of the winners of America's Next Top Model. I cannot remember what season it is. She came in with some friends and uh, I was waiting on them, but they were trying to get to dude that I was working with. He's a really good looking guy. And they're like, so what, like, what's going on with him? And I was like, I mean, I don't know like you ask him and so when it came time for the bill I wrote on the back of the bill (laughs) he has a small (laughs) pp I don't actually know if he does or not. Well, it's you had like, to do it. <laughs> so I like wrote it on the back, and, like <laughs> slid it to them, and I was like, "Take your time, ladies." And they turned it over and just like deceased. Died I love laughing. it. And they're like, "Wait, does do he really?" Know? I was like, "I don't know. I was just talking shit. <laughs> like that's just it. like this is how he works there." But oh, that's amazing. Okay, what's the best lesson that you have learned from working in customer service? Uh, save your money, and your money will save you. If you're making a lot of money in that sort of industry, like definitely put some aside and just like save it for later. Uh, maybe it's just the Capricorn in me just like when it'd be like <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge I'm just like <laughs> counting all my coins and whatnot. don't um, turn on the heat yeah, okay. but yeah and don't take anything personally like people people are just gonna suck it has nothing to do with you as a person people like cuss you out cuss them back out like if someone <laughs> hits you hit them back <laughs> or like your friends like rob from your, man- rob from your manager like, <laughs> steal from everyone rob them sis okay. like, <laughs> Okay. What's one piece of advice that you give to customers who interact with customer service workers? They're also humans too. Mm. Take your time, be patient. And it's just burgers and fries. Like it's not always burgers and fries, but like it's just food. Like food is not that serious. It's not. It never is. It never will be. Like if you don't like something, just don't go back. <laughs> like, it's so easy. And it's not your house. So just keep remembering either. that. You are there as a guest to enjoy the ambiance and the food and your company and just have a good time. Like who is trying to go to a restaurant and be miserable? Because you signed up for that experience. I mean, I understand you shouldn't be talked to disrespectfully or called outside of your name or any of those things. Okay, fine. That can be your baseline. But you signed up for the particular experience that you're having at that particular restaurant or that particular bar. And even if it's not the most ideal experience, you signed up for it. Exactly. So exactly. Write it out. Okay. Well, how can people get in touch with you, Brag? What's the best way to listen to Split Check? When's it back up and running again? Okay. You can find me on Instagram at who Brock James. It's a playoff of who Mike Jones, the rapper. 
rapper back in the day, the 2000s. <laughs> so yeah, who Brock James? Um, and then I do have my podcast called Split Check, but you can find it um on Instagram at the Split Check. And honestly, it's the same concept as this one. And everybody's got a story to tell, so there's definitely like no conflict of interest whatsoever. I'm so happy to be here, and I definitely like want to have you on mine as well too. Amazing. Um, so can you, you can find the podcast on there. Um, find me on Twitter at who Brock James underscore. Like I I'm running the internet streets, y'all. Like, you, you are. Find, like, you, you absolutely are. You're everywhere. <laughs> you can find me doing something. Um, I like just recently got on TikTok. Oh so. boy. What's that? Is that <laughs> at who Brock James? It's like at, at who keeping Brock it James consistent. On so, yeah. And listen, he worked in, in social media, so you know, keeping those names consistent. I keep trying to tell people, and they don't seem to care. They're like, I have a different name for every for every platform. I'm like, yeah, it's risky. Yeah, I got to keep it consistent, guys. That's you know, right. people can find you easily. Like, okay. I don't have an OnlyFans or anything, so don't be looking for that. <laughs> Sadly, you'd be. You guys would be blessed. <laughs> um, was well, there anything else you wish people knew about you or about anything you're doing or about customer service before we get out of here? No, I'm just happy that I was able to, you know, share my stories and just have this like interaction with you. I'm like, I feel honored. Oh, this I'm is so like, glad you I was like, what's she going to ask me? <laughs> Listen, this is a lesson for me of like, just ask, just ask. Cause I was like, oh, I don't think he'll say yes. Anyway. Great. Well, folks, we're going to drop your text now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at service from hell, we'd love to have you subscribe, rate and or review of the show wherever you listen. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled on the art of being kind and will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. If you want to get in touch with us here directly at Service from Hell, send us your receipts at servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage and be good to people. It's easier that way. That's right. Okay. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Thank you, Brock. And yeah, folks, thank you so much for listening. Good night. Good night.